Hello, folks, and welcome back to another episode of Are You a Fan? If you like this episode, give us a like, share, follow, heck, maybe even a subscription. All right, as we do every week, got a question for the audience and for my co-host, Joker. What's up? Okay. If you could gain the powers of Superman, but you had to fight your dad at twice your strength with those powers, would you? For the powers, yes. <laughs> I was like, I have no problem against my dad. I don't have a bad relationship with him, but no, with those kind of powers, I'd do, I'd do it. <laughs> Heck yeah. I would because uh, that'd be an easy fight fighting an urn. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, we'll just throw it at you and see what happens. <laughs> right? Powder just gets in my lungs. I just die. Hyper, I, I have a allergic reaction. Yeah, well, that would take me a second. <laughs> okay, so, folks, that brings us into this week's character. We're covering Invincible, a.k.a. Mark Grayson, from the Invincible comic book series. And let's get into the real world. So, Invincible, Mark Grayson, is an Image Universe superhero created by writer Robert Kirkman and artist Corey Walker, currently drawn by Ryan Otley. Okay. I think it was some of the most normal names we've ever had. Yeah, I did not have... Holy cow, I actually didn't have trouble pronouncing those. That was weird. <laughs> right? So, Invincible would first appear in a preview as part of Savage Dragon issue number 102 in August of 2002, before graduating to his own self-titled regular series in 2003, as a premiere title in Image Comics, the new superhero line. All right, so a fair... Arguably... He's, he's not our newest, but he's definitely up there. I'd say third newest, something like that. Yeah, I'd say definitely we'll, we'll go with that because I know uh, Miss Marvel. She is, was our newest. She's our newest. And there was someone very close to her. So like, but still, like, pretty up there as far as new. Which is a little older than I thought. Still, <laughs> just because I didn't find out about it till the Amazon show came out. Like, I never heard about this through middle school, high school. So it's. And see, he's a little older than I expected. He's definitely uh he's a character I've always known about because I know Image Comics and Makes that. Sense. So like, but I just never really got into his comics uh, versus the other characters in that universe. That's fair. So, okay. Well, Robert Kirkman has been the sole writer of the series. Corey Walker and Ryan Otley have contributed the art. Corey Walker co-created the book and provided art from issue number one to seven, as well as issues number uh, 127 to 132. So, you know, a decent amount of work on the comics. Yeah. And I do like that. It seems to be just the same three guys that are working on it. Yeah, just kind so of it's swapping very consistent. out. Which is not, which it's always nice when you can get that consistency with people collaborating. Oh yeah. Cause then there's not just a lot of random changes where you're like, why, why did they do that? That has nothing right, to do with like the art changes drastically or a story has a mess up and changes, which we've seen a lot in Marvel and DC. Oh yeah. <laughs> so Ryan Otley uh, would assume the art duties with issue number eight and draw all other issues. Kirkman has also provided backup space for a few aspiring comic creators, most notably Benito Serino and Nate Bellingrad. Uh, the series is also known for its extreme gra graphic violence despite its colorful nature and visuals, which honestly is my favorite part of it. Oh, yeah. Honestly, like back in the day, I remember like 
Or you y'all remember early days of Facebook when you get the random ads for stuff? <laughs> yes. They were they were constantly because I was into comic stuff, give me invincible ads, and the cover art alone is brutal sometimes. Like just him just like shredded looking at the pit like looking at you. I'm like, oh my god, that looks insane. So which it's a solid it's a solid read and solid show too so far. So the series, uh, the series ended with issue number one forty four, with Ryan Otley coming back to the book for the final twelve issue sequence. The double sized final issue was released on fourteenth uh, of February two thousand eighteen. So it actually also ended pretty recently too. Oh my god, that was four years. Oh yeah, time. <laughs> but you know that, that's not a bad for his. Kind of quiet as the series is. That's a pretty decent run, right? Like going from the early two thousands, almost twenty years. Oh, yeah, almost twenty years. That's not bad. That's a pretty. That's a pretty solid run. Like it's one of those. Like I feel bad that he's not that this character in this comic series isn't more popular, just because like mostly because image doesn't have isn't very well. It's hard to compete with Marvel and DC out here running. Unfortunately, things. that's the problem. It's one of those, like, I knew the character beforehand, but I also just have always been going to comics shops and know a lot about random comics. Yep. So, Invincible, along with Firebreather and other new Image Universe superhero characters, would debut in an, in an issue of The Savage Dragon, and have all since appeared with several of the characters in the packed miniseries. Which is kind of cool that a lot of them all kind of debuted together right or in the same series it's also kind of nice like that's one thing i can say about image the image comic verse in general is its continuity is pretty limited to like one timeline one universe and it's kind of nice to see even when uh characters issues end as long as they're still alive they'll pop up in other characters stories which is nice heck yeah and definitely better than dc and marvel and trying to figure out what timeline it is and which continuity what comic belongs to oh my god yeah you bring up like oh he did this one time it's like nope that's not part of the main canon <laughs> yeah it's a pain <laughs> okay so that's what we got for real world let's dive in universe and get into the origins let me scroll down okay the invincible mark grayson was born to nolan grayson a vulture male and deborah grayson a human female so yeah, pretty like you know, one power, one parent with powers, and one human parent. Pretty standard, I think. Yeah, kind of that if or it's like the Superman origin where they come from another planet. Yeah, but if it's not Superman, it's something like this usually. Right, like one parent. There's always one, at least one human in the in the parents. Oh, right, because they gotta give them reason to want to be on Earth and protect Earth as a superhero. Exactly. So give them. That's the best way to do it. Give them a stake, a dog in the race. Yep. Uh, when Mark was seven years old, his dad told him that he was an alien from a different planet and a superhero named Omni-Man. So that was dad saying that he is Omni-Man. Mark was told that the Vulture Mites are virtually a race of peaceful supermen. <laughs> I mean, that's why he said virtually. He's like, he's not 100% wrong. He's got a little bit wrong there. Right? Like, I'm just going to hide the, uh, I'm going to hide the genocide. Right. <laughs> Probably should say at the beginning of this episode that there are spoilers. For the Invincible TV show series. Yeah, I guess we'll, we'll yeah throw that out there now. Uh, if you haven't seen it or want to see it or read the comics, go do that before finishing this episode. Yes, please. Okay, so Mark learned that his father had come to Earth to protect it. 
and that one day Mark would develop super, uh, superpowers like Nolan. Every single day he waited for his powers to, to develop. One day in his senior year of high school, when working at his part-time job, he sent a trash bag flying through the sky. And that's one thing that if you've read the comics and are hesitant about the show, don't be. They stay very accurate to like continuity. Which is actually really kind of nice. It as really as I was is. reading the research, I'm like, I feel like I just watched the TV show again. I, I will say I do have one fun fact that will come up later in this that they do differ, but it makes sense storytelling wise. That's fair. But so, could you imagine that though? <laughs> just throwing a bag across town out of nowhere. That that would definitely be uh, interesting, especially when you're not expecting it to happen, right? Uh, so Nolan eventually would have his friend Art make uh, make him a superhero costume, but Mark would need a cost uh, to choose a name first. And then, so after protecting a classmate from being bullied, he was sent to the principal's office. You know, because that's always what happens when you protect from a bully, right? Or worse. <laughs> um, but the, so the principal would condemn him and warn him that he isn't invincible or anything. Mark, liking that name, would use it for a superhero identity. Which is a slight different, uh, difference between like how he got the name in the show versus the comics, but still kind of a cool way to get the name. And my God, such a teenager thing to do, though. Oh, yeah. Like, as soon as I read that, I was like, my God, that like, yeah. I this- can't say I'd be any better in high school at that age. Oh, 100% <laughs> that'd be us. Like, also, how'd you get the name, teacher? <laughs> so also at the same time, it's a bad way to get your name. Because, I mean, clearly you're not really going to have a, a great secret identity if anybody or if that principal ever really thinks about it. Right. Like, huh. Didn't I just tell a student that he wasn't invincible? And he looks about the right height. And the same hair and skin tone. Yeah. So at the same time, fun way to get it, but also probably not the best way to do it. Yeah. But I mean, he's a senior. Who cares? He's a teenager, man. So two months at uh, two months after he got his powers, Mark met the teen uh, teen team, a group of teenage superheroes cons- uh, consisting of Robot, Duplicate, uh, Rex Explode, and Adam Eve. The next day, he discovers that Adam Eve was also a student at his school, which I think I, in the show she describes it the perfect way because he's like, I, "How how did I not see that you went to my school?" And he, she's like, "If you're not looking for a superhero amongst your peers, you're not gonna see a superhero amongst your peers." Oh yeah, definitely. But I, I do have to laugh at the name Teen Team. Not right? very original. Like you, you can tell, some teenagers came up with it, right? I love it because, like, you kind of want to make fun of the writers for making that, but then you're like, no, they actually put thought into that because that's what a teenager would call the team. Exactly. Because, yeah, that's something very generic at high school. It would be like, no, let's call it this. Yeah, and everybody's like, okay. Yeah, we're the teen team. <laughs> Get out of here, kid. <laughs> so, sometime later, Mark would team up with his father to battle an alien invasion from a group called the Flaxons. Which basically they keep coming back. They um, they're from an di- alternate dimension where time moves insanely fast compared to our own. I remember watching those episodes. Those were kind of cool, right? That was, and, a, that was an interesting group of aliens. And fairly, and actually, uh, honestly, if anybody ever wants us to do an episode on them in the future, they come back in later issues too. And uh, actually, Robot and freaking Monster Girl end up trapped in their dimension at one point. Interesting. It's a fun. It's fun. <laughs> 
Okay, so Eve and Mark become friends and fought their teacher when they discovered he had been strapping bombs to students and blowing them up. Now I'm not saying he's now I'm not saying he's right, but you know the way some of these kids treat their te- treat treat their teachers. <laughs> wow, <laughs> um, some of them kind of deserve that to be honest. Yeah, it's one of those. I'm like, I'm not saying I'm not condoning what this teacher did. But I'm I saying I understand. <laughs> it was like we don't we don't approve of this kind of behavior. Here but at, we get it. Here at Moonbound Productions, we do not condone uh, child violence. But we do, however, find it hilarious. <laughs> At one point, while Omni-Man was out of town, Mark fought Alan the Alien. Again, not very original. They, they have a thing for that in the show. <laughs> I kind of like it. Right? It's a little different. So instead of being an evil alien, Alan was revealed to uh, really be testing the champions of planets. Unaware of this job, Omni-Man had previously always thought he was evil. Which, I mean, that's fair if you don't know what he's actually doing. Yep. Also one to talk. Yeah. And then so after talking with Mark, Alan realized he had gone to the wrong planet for 15 years and left. Yeah, because Alan's job is basically to prepare planets for the Omni invasions. Yeah. And yeah, he uh, did not realize that Omni-Man was an Omni-Mite or Veltramite. Which it's one of those like, real like, are you the guy that we should be sending out to do this if you can even recognize what he was? Clearly not. And obviously didn't do a good job. Yeah, no, he did not. Okay, so a few days after Mark went to an open house at Upstate University with his best friend William uh, Clockwell, while visiting, they were attacked by robot zombies. And that, and that's an interesting. Like those zombies do come into play later on, like much later on in the comics, and they're kind of, kind of badass. That just seems like really weird combination. A robotic zombie. I mean, but does it also just make sense in that? Because you definitely wouldn't want to be alive to go through that procedure. I mean, cyborgs. And they have those all the time. I mean, essentially, it's just a a zombified cyborg. Yeah, but It's just a weird thing to think about. It is a little bit weird to think about. Because you would assume that part of your living would be your robotic side. So is it really a zombie? I mean, if you're just re- if you're reanimating the body, then technically I think it is a zombie. And honestly, if you're wanting to be, if you're making them to be self-thinking, then yeah, cyborg would be better. Yeah, that's where it gets a little kind of weird. But if you want them to be your own personal soldiers, not have any thought, then you might as well just kill that brainstem and you know start from scratch. Right. So William would later put it all together and discover that Mark would have superpowers. Because, you know, eventually, the best friends always do. Oh, yeah. Every show. Well, I mean, it's, yeah. And so, William would then drive Mark to his house and assure him that his secret is safe. So, I do love it because basically, like, it's one of those, like, how could you not figure out, like, okay, Chris, if me and you were hanging out, like, some things went down, like a terrorist invasion or alien attack, and I just disappeared, and then suddenly the hero is there, like, like, saving you out of all the people. I'd like to think I'd have an idea of that. I would hope you'd figure it out. I'd be a little disappointed if you didn't. Just on the ride home, like, just turned to you like, you're welcome, by the way. (laughs) Okay, so not long after Eve flies through Mark's window, she tells Mark her boyfriend Rexplode cheated on her with Duplicate. 
Uh, she then decides that she will quit the teen, uh, teen team. It's so weird to say. It really is. Really, I'm glad you've had to say it both times. It's really messing me up verbally. Okay, so but he uh, he comforts her until Mark's mother interrupts and demands they come downstairs. She lectures the duo, thinking they are in a relationship, until Omni-Man interrupts to tell Mark that the Guardians of the Globe, the world's premier superhero team, are all dead. And what, what he fails to share is that he did it. <laughs> yep. And this is where it does vary from, uh, this is where some of the continuity changes, but it makes sense storytelling wise, especially when in a medium like, like animation, basically in the show, once again, spoilers, first episode, they straight up show him killing the team, but it leaves that was you- also a really epic like killing match. Oh God. I was going to yeah. say fight, but it wasn't even a fight. <laughs> oh yeah. No. And honestly in the comics, even more OP because in the show, like they at least show Omni-Man getting injured by this most elite superhero team in the comics. Nope. Not even a scratch. <laughs> he just tears through them like nothing. Yeah. It was a, it was just a straight bow open. So a yeah, one-sided. like a little bit of continuity difference. Also in here, they kind of waited, uh, waited to show that he's like, uh, to, they waited for the character to show his true colors for multiple issues to kind of let you fall in love with the character and think he's a good guy. I like the way they did in here and they make you wonder why is he doing this? Yeah. Is he a villain or is he being controlled? Like, so it's like, it's one of those, like it provided a new point of view, especially for those who read the comics. Yeah. So Omni-Man and Mark would arrive at the funeral with many heroes from the Image comics, such as Savage Dragon, Shadowhawk, Super Patriot, and others. The funeral is interrupted by Sanford, Black Samson's butler. That's interesting. Yeah, I didn't know he had a butler. Getting your funeral interrupted by a butler. (laughs) Uh, So he he interrupts it, wishing revenge for Samson, losing his powers, and being kicked out of the Guardians of the Globe. Yeah, there's a little bit of contention whether or not uh, he could have done anything if he had been there. But honestly, after what Omni-Man did to the entire team, he would have just been another casualty. Oh, he would have been dead, too. Yeah. There's no question. 100%. So that's another little bit change from continuity from the show to the comics. But honestly, that is the origins of how he got his powers, where he comes from. And honestly, if you want more, arguably in the future, we could probably go further in the universe. But at this point, there's so many characters we could do from that universe origins. Let us know. And let's get into powers and abilities. So everybody knows who Superman is, right? Because <laughs> that's kind of half of what this guy is. Yep. Super strength, stamina, speed, nigh invulnerability. Uh, okay, so he also can fly. Uh, can also fly and comfortably function in space without aid. Enhanced, he also has an enhanced healing factor, decelerated aging, enhanced lung capacity, and can hold his breath for weeks at a time. Now, that's kind of cool, right? Because you don't really ever hear about that, even like Superman, because I'm sure he can do something similar. But they never really talk about that. Yeah, Superman was a Superman used to have to hold his breath, but not for weeks at a time. If he was going like, if he was going for more than a few hours, he'd wear like an oxygen thing. Yeah. So automatically right there, a little bit more OP and also the like longer lifespan. They don't just mean like maybe a hundred. No, that's a few. That's like a thousand years they can live for. (laughs) Yeah. Which is kind of impressive. Right. And they just get stronger. The older they get kind of almost like the Nordic gods in Marvel. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, so uh, that's it for powers and abilities. Um, also, just like, yeah, they're insane. They're basically like 
equal to Superman strength and power wise. Yeah. <laughs> so into other media, not surprised how small this section is <laughs> whatsoever. So he appears in a 2008 motion comic adaptation of the series and also appears in the Amazon Prime TV series of the same name. And that is it. <laughs> Makes sense. I mean, he's not a very well-known one. Uh, I... But that also kind of reinforces why when you first brought this up at the beginning of when we started the podcast, I didn't want to do it just yet. <laughs> Give I it only... time to get out. <laughs> I mean, I only want to do it. As far as other media, I would like to throw in a fun fact one that wouldn't have been on the list. He is rep- The comic itself is, re- is uh, referenced in multiple King of the Hill episodes. Nice. Because the uh, creators of King of the Hill were big fans of the comic. Okay. So in Bobby's room, you can see like a little kind of, that's the silhouette of the character. Okay. That's cool. <laughs> right? So yeah, just like a little, like, no way it would have shown up in his media because... Yeah, no, they didn't have anything about that. Yeah. Which was weird because you think they would. Right. Because but at the Often same time, is... because they draw it slightly different, it's more of an homage of them. Like, if Case Image came at them, they could be like, that's not him. <laughs> that makes sense. Okay. That's probably where they'd be like, no, we're not going to put that in. I even think they changed the name on one of the posters in Bobby's room to be like something that basically meant Invincible, but was slightly different, but had the same colorations. That makes sense. So that's why I'm not surprised it doesn't show up. Yeah. When you put it that way, that makes sense. But yeah, so uh, that's it for Invincible. We may have more to do with some of the other characters. It's a rich universe that they've kind of built in the time frame that they built it. And you know what? I guess I got to ask the question we ask every week. You a fan, Joker? Honestly, yeah. Mostly because I've only seen the TV show so far, but it was a really fun show. And that alone just made me a fan. And Yeah. They got interesting characters, too. And you know what? I'm a fan, too. For anyone that's still listening, you got something out of this, enjoyed the episode, or even liked the character before from a movie, comic, cartoon, hell, even that t-shirt that you saw one time. You're a fan too. You want to jump on this train? Why not subscribe and share with a friend? Dick Rail out. Y'all keep riding them rails.